Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Good morning, and thanks for joining me, Frankie Mackay, for the Enterprise Canterbury Sports Corner this morning. Enterprise, the recruitment company improving people's lives for over 50 years. Well, it's been a good sporting week, and there's plenty more action coming up over the weekend and into next week as well. It's been lovely to see the sun out and the temperatures up here in Christchurch. It's a little bit cooler over the weekend and into next week, but fingers crossed, staying dry for Cup and Show Week. A massive week coming up at Addington Raceway, and this week's Frankie's Five will be Frankie's Five Race Picks. I will let you know, uh, I didn't win a fortune at the Melbourne Cup, though, so maybe take them with a grain of salt. We'll also keep you updated with what's going on in and around Canterbury. Last week, we spoke with Canterbury Pride coach uh, Alana Gunn ahead of their match with Capital, and she was after more goals and a win, and, well, she got both. The Pride finding the back of the net twice on the way to a 2-1 win, which also keeps our good luck streak going. So any teams out there with big games coming up, get in touch for a yarn. It seems like we, uh, we might be the lucky charms that you need. Fast Five Netball, well, that's in town this weekend, and producer Jacob put on his roving reporter hat and caught up with Ferns defender Ali Timu. Listen out for that about 7.30 this morning. We've also got Richard Nola and Brian Ashby joining me for the Malray Electric Panel. To close out the show, we'll talk All Blacks Northern Tour, we'll talk Black Ferns, and, of course, a little bit of cricket thrown in there as well. There's World Cups going on galore at the moment. Rugby League, well, that just continues to march on. The men, it's quarterfinals time tomorrow morning, 8.30 New Zealand time, taking on on Fiji and the guys should be too strong there once again really and the Kiwi Ferns well they got their campaign underway by crushing France 46-0 couple of absolute spectacular tries thrown in there as well took them a little to hit their stride but once they did well floodgates just opened and they were away the Black Ferns well they'll be hoping to channel a bit of that against France they'll be hoping that's the blueprint they can use against the French in their World Cup semi-final tonight 7.30pm at Eden Park it is going to be a Massive game, huge occasion for the Black Ferns. Hopefully see that place completely full. To set the scene for the match tonight, we're going to start the show off talking rugby, talking Black Ferns with Ricky Swinnell. So let's get to it. Let's get on to that first chat. It's your Canterbury Rugby update brought to you by Kevla Holmes, proud partner of Canterbury Rugby. Joining me today ahead of a huge semi-final matchup for the Black Ferns is commentator, sports broadcaster, journalist, author. She's done it all, Ricky Swinnell. Ricky, thanks so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm really good, thanks. My pleasure. Nice to chat. Yeah, I love it. Uh, look, the Black Ferns through to this semi-final, taking on France tonight. What are your feelings on this one, Ricky? France have never made it to a World Cup final. Can we keep it that way? Oh, my gosh. Uh, do you know, I have flung back and forth all week. If you are, like, Earlier this week, I was, I think France are, are the favourites. Then I sort of swung back to no, New Zealand are the favourites, and it's basically 50-50. Um, France have won the last four um, against New Zealand, including two last year, where obviously that end-of-year tour was, was pretty disastrous, and so much has changed then. But as you said, they've never made a World Cup final. New Zealand has made it five times, obviously. Six times, actually, and won five of them. Um, and they will be playing in front of this huge crowd at Eden Park, Weather good, which is really important for New Zealand. I, I, I don't think they would want a wet track at all. So, yeah, look, I, I, I keep getting stuck between my, my heart and my head, and, and I think my heart always tends to win out on these things a wee bit. So that's why, I, you know, like it's a, it's a massive challenge, but I'm, I'm leaving New Zealand way. 
Yeah, I, I, I like that. I've been a bit the same. I've been toing and froing. I think Hart really, of course, wants to say Black Ferns. Mm. And, and as you mentioned, you know, France have beaten New Zealand the last four times they've met. What do the Black Ferns have to do to win this one? Can a bit of flair and razzle-dazzle in semi-finals actually overcome what is a, a pretty efficient French side, we've got to say? Yeah, yeah, France, you're right. It's a good word for them. They are efficient. France have got a really good all-around game. I think, you know, they've got a forward pack um, that can dominate a very astute kicker in Caroline Chouan. She can really dictate. Plus, they've got some backs that, that can cut teams up. But, you know, this is such a different New Zealand team. That attacking intent that they have um, and the confidence they have to keep playing it will be such a key factor. Uh, and, you know, the, the key for them is going to be, well, as it is in, in so many cases, obviously, parity up front, um, which is where they have struggled against the likes of France and England last year, um, but also winning that breakdown battle. If they can get their ball quickly, um, and if they can get that that backline onto attack quickly, get those flyers, and you know you've got to get Portia Woodman into the game um, as much as possible. All of those kind of things um, that will be really will be key. Um, as I say, you know a lot of pressure, a lot of onus on on the entire forward pack to win that breakdown battle and and, and be really physical up front to get Coxedge and demand good front football to work with. But you know that that style of play, as I say this ability to offload and the excitement that they're playing with. Um, we, we haven't had to see them use another tactic. Uh, and hopefully they won't have to um, tonight. You know, hopefully they can, they can stick with that. But uh, I think they'll probably still have a couple of little things up their sleeves as well. Yeah, I like to hear that. Do you think maybe revenge comes into the minds for players a little one, you, a little bit? You mentioned that Northern Tour, it wasn't a happy time. Black Ferns have come a long time since then. Is there a little bit of, we're actually pretty motivated to get one over the French here? Yeah, I, I think it's just an all-round motivation. There's actually only, I think it's something like maybe seven of the 23, um, possibly nine of the 23 playing tonight that played um, in that last game late last year. There's been so much change. But in saying that too, you know, I, they haven't needed reminding of it either. So, yeah, look, I, I think it, it, it's more this opportunity. You're playing a World Cup semi-final at home and what's going to be a packed Eden Park. You've got a New Zealand team playing amazing footy against a really good side like what an opportunity that is for the Black Ferns in particular at home so I think it's more that kind of motivation as opposed by anything that that has happened last year. Yeah and and, and England have come out and said that it's been the toughest pool they've ever had to get out of for the World Cup I don't think we can quite say the same for New Zealand is that of any concern (laughs) to you that they just actually haven't had one of those close tough games ahead of this matchup? Yeah, look, that's sort of been brought up a lot, hasn't it, Frankie? And Mm. it's really hard to know because there is such a a gap between these sides. We know that New Zealand has closed the gap to England and France from last year. We know that they're a better team. But have they closed it enough to be able to overcome? That's the kind of thing we don't know because we haven't seen them truly tested. In saying that, you know, Wales pack in in the group game, they really did give yeah. New Zealand a heck of a time and then they fronted up again in that quarter final and they demolished the Welsh pack that first 30 minutes against Australia where I think the, the occasion and everything overwhelmed them they've experienced what that's like now and I think that could be really important going into the semi-final you know they know what it's going to be like when there's the expectation the crowd all in their favour and, and the emotion of the occasion so look, there, there are, I think it's the back three that hasn't been tested we haven't seen them under pressure and had to uh, you know really force anything out and I think there's going to be a lot of onus too on Stacey Flula and Teresa Fitzpatrick in midfield because the French midfield they are just 
defensively so strong. Um, so yeah, look, I think there is probably a little concern about that test and all that lack of test and saying that they give it to each other at training, so that probably helps a bit as well. Yeah, I'm sure it does. I think it's a great <laughs> midfield pairing. I, I really like the way those two operate together. Renee Holmes back in the side as well. And Do you like mm. the look of this, this lineup that the Black Ferns have named? Yeah, I think this is this is the best option. Um, look, you know, Ruby Tui is an incredible, wonderful player. I'm not sure she's an out-and-out fullback though. Um, mm. And that, you know, Wayne Smith has openly said the reason for picking Renee Holmes, putting her back in at 15, is because she is the fullback. She reads the game well, and they want to try and negate some of that kicking game of Caroline Shuan, which, you know, Wayne Smith has said she's probably the best attacking kicker in the world. So the way that Holmes, you know, has that understanding at the back, she's a pretty cool, calm head um, as well, and and. I also, what I like about Ruby Tilly going back to the wing is she's a really busy winger and I think she has found more, finds more ways to get herself involved when she's on the wing, whereas at fullback you've got so much of that tactical side, the covering and all of that to do. So it gives maybe Ruby a little bit more freedom as, as well. So, you know, I think that's a great call. I mean, Fitzpatrick and Flula, brilliant, really tough on Amy Duplessis, who has done absolutely mm-hmm. nothing wrong. Like she is wonderful in her own right, but Fitzpatrick is just playing Oh, as good as footy as I've ever seen her play. I mean, I've often thought she's probably one of the most underrated players going around, and I think now everybody knows. And I and I think the other thing too is maybe when the sevens players came back into the side and there was some questioning whether that was the right thing to do, we've underestimated the connection that they have. You know, Stacey Fluter mm-hmm. and Teresa Fitzpatrick are best mates, let alone having played rugby together as professional players, some of them for 10 years, you know, Portia Woodman, Sarah Hillen, they've had 10 years together. And there's a real innate understanding that I just don't think, you know, other teams can can, can have like those players do. Yeah, it's interesting because you wrote the book, Seven Sisters, and, and spent a lot of time around that group as well. I'm sure it's come to, to absolutely no surprise to you that they've just slotted back into 15s like they've barely, you know, missed a step. Just how good are these guys and, and how much is that big game experience going to help them in the semi-final? I think that's really important. It's a really good point you make. You know, these are, are players, I mean, not only what they've done in sevens, remember that Hidani, Flula, Woodman, they were all in that 2017 World Cup yeah. side. You know, they've won, they've won a 15s World Cup as well, but talk about pressure situations. You go back to the Olympic semi-final against Fiji, which they had to win in, in extra time. And, you know, Stacey Flula, huge influence in that. Sarah Hidani, exactly the same. So, um, yeah, I, look, it's no surprise to me. And I, I can understand a little bit why there would have been some angst in, in some quarters. Um, you know, they've had a massive schedule as well. But it's easy to forget that these that group of players has been professional rugby players for the best part of 10 years now. I mean, at, at varying degrees, and it's obviously increased probably since Rio, but, you know, that, that has been their full-time job to be rugby players for that amount of time, which is just, as I say, so invaluable. Yeah, and I just think they're brilliant. I mean, I watch them play. They just look like they have so much fun out there. It looks, I, yeah. I think any sports person looks at them and thinks, man, I want to be a black fern. Heck, I, I sit there and think, oh, is it time to put the boots back on? And then I think, no, 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 no. No, you, you, no you're just going to get hurt. That'd be silly. But I, I love the way they play their footy. And, of course, there's another semi-final happening as well. There's England. Uh, they are, they've been have been very impressive. Can you see them getting tipped up by Canada or are they just marching on to win? I think it's number 30 in a row now that they're chasing. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, look, I, I can't. And that's, I'm just trying not to make that sound disrespectful to Canada because I think, you know, they've got a good team and I, and I actually think they've probably got 
if not the best, she's certainly one of the best in the world at the moment and their captain, Sophie de Goody. She is just a wonderful rugby player, brilliant leader. Um, their, their forward pack can probably match and get some parity with England, but I don't know if they've got, you know, that, I mean, nobody else has got a Portia Woodman, but I don't know if they've got those attacking threats that will really harm England's defence, which is incredibly well organised. They all know their job um, and, and all of those kind of things. So, you know, England um, look very sharp, don't they? They know their game well, and yes, it might not be everybody's cup of tea, um, but, you know, it's winning rugby games, and if it wins them the World Cup at the end of this, then, then so be it. So, look, I think it'd be very, I mean, it'd probably be one of the greatest upsets in rugby history if Canada can do it. But, you know, I'm sure what they say, what is it? So today's a great day to create history. Yeah, exactly. No better time like the present. So we're picking England to go through. We're picking, look, we're going to say that the Black Ferns, they're going yeah. through as well. We've got to follow Hart here. Are you picking a low-scoring arm wrestle of a match that comes down possibly to a drop kick, which I have heard the Black Ferns have been practising, which really it warms my heart, or are we going to see a bit of a high-scoring match? No, I think I, I think New Zealand's got too many points in them, and I think their, their attitude would be, well, you know, you'll score how many, but but we can outscore you. The thing that hasn't been talked about is how good New Zealand's defensive. They've got they they miss the fewest tackles of anyone on average per game in this tournament, so they can match it. I, look, I'll give you the neutral observer, Rachel Burford, who's a former England international who is here with us in commentary. Uh, she said to me yesterday, she said the, she thinks the Black Ferns, Black Ferns score a couple early, uh, France drop their heads, and New Zealand go on and win it. So there we go. That's the neutral. That's 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 the good observation. Awesome. Well, there you have it. That is exactly what I want to see. Hopefully we are on the money. Hopefully she's on the money as well. And look, I'm sure we'll take a win however we can get it. But thanks so much for your time today, Ricky. It's been awesome. Enjoy the match. Have a good call. And uh, go the Black Ferns, eh? Yeah, thank you so much. And I yeah, hope everyone, everyone enjoys this game. It's going to be a ripper. Yeah, wonderful. That was commentator Ricky Swanella, head of the Blackfern semi-final, and that was your Canterbury Rugby update, brought to you by Kevlar Homes, helping build the future of Canterbury Rugby. Kevlar Homes, proud partner of Canterbury Rugby. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.